This conversation with Savannah was recorded a couple months back. Um, We recorded it before she got married. She got married in December of 2022. And the original plan was for us to release the episode um, for you guys to hear before she got married. However, I had some circumstances come up in my life, pushed the podcast kind of on the back burner for um, six or eight weeks. Um, Didn't get the episode edited or recorded. And then it was... It was her wedding, and then it was um, Christmas. So the episode is a couple months old. She's married now. It doesn't take away from the story. I I still think you will get an incredible amount of inspiration um, from her story. I did while we were recording. We all broke down crying. Um, I felt the Holy Ghost while she was talking. She really she ministered to me, and I'm not even like <sighs> this season um, that she was in during the chunk of the story that she tells um, during this conversation. But it just touched me, some of the things that she said. And I hope that you are ministered to. I hope that you are touched. And I hope that you enjoy this conversation with Savannah Copeland. Happy Thursday. Welcome to the table, guys. Here for another conversation. I'm excited to have. Thank you, Savannah, for joining us today. Um, Can't wait to talk to you. I forget my nods can't be heard. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. One day we'll have a YouTube channel and you'll be able to hear the nods. <laughs> um, so we're this season we are talking about purpose and seeking first the kingdom of God. That's kind of like every episode is about that. Um, we wanted to have you come on and talk about um, the purpose of a young adult that's in the church, living for God, working for the kingdom of God, that isn't married yet, that are in that waiting period, um, and how purpose has changed for you from the point of a pastor's kid, pastor's daughter, um, as you got older and God's will for your life began to unfold. Because we we wanted to talk about this because, first of all, uh, we feel like you've done it so well. right? And a lot of times, you know, as a young adult, you turn 18, you turn 19, you get out of school and you're like, how what? Right. You know, and then it's like, do I get married? Do I, you know, what do I do with my life? Do I move off and become a missionary? Do I become a, you know, like, right. like where are we going now? I think, I think I can relate to a lot of people, but also at the same time I can't because I feel like in a way, my purpose was kind of set mm-hmm. from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. I've never been one to like wonder who I am right. or wonder. And I think a lot of that just comes from the fact that I've just been involved from a very young age mm-hmm. because my dad took our church when I was three. Mm-hmm. So the the building of the church, I was really involved in right. everything. Right. Yeah, And so for me, I've always known that my purpose was to stay mm-hmm. here and help mm-hmm. my dad right. the church that has always been my purpose now there have been times where that was it's almost like God put me in a place where I had to make a decision where he made that purpose very unclear for me mm-hmm. right where he didn't make it easy for me to just say hey this is it right he wanted me to choose it right right and um No, you're good. You're good. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, I think that that was a, you know, you, you bringing up that God made you choose. I think that's, that's where a lot of, you know, you have these young adults that are like, well, the will of God should be easy, right? It should be obvious or clear. Um, and it's like, well, well, why would God make it hard? Well, because I mean, the whole purpose of humanity is because God wanted us to choose him. Right. Um, and so I, I think when, when we're in that crossroad and things start getting tough, you know, and, and you have to choose this or this, um, it's, it's God pulling things out of us and seeing where our, our heart really right. lies. And when you, for me, the choosing process was very, very not long because I knew what, I knew what to do. Mm-hmm. And when I did it, I kind of thought, okay, well, I did it. Mm-hmm. So now everything should just be beautiful and roses right. and unicorns and wonderful. And that's not mm-hmm. the way it happened mm-hmm. at all. Right. In fact, once I did choose, I was more miserable after I chose. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I remember praying and thinking, because I knew the decision I was supposed to make. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I was going to have to break my heart mm-hmm. and walk away mm-hmm. and choose God. And I did that. Mm-hmm. And then I was miserable. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, this is not the way this is supposed to work. Right. Yeah. So what I tell, when I talk to people about this situation or young adults or whoever, people who are going through a time of like choosing. Mm-hmm. I usually say you, sometimes you have to make a head decision before you can get to the, your head has to catch up with your heart. Right. So I knew what I was supposed to do. Yeah. But it took a while for my heart to make the journey. My head mm-hmm. was over here in mm-hmm. California and my heart was in New York somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And so... I knew that I was just going to have to to trust God. I knew that I made the right decision. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But I was going to have to trust my heart to catch up with that. Mm -hmm. And that waiting period is when a lot of people give up. Yeah. And when they they say, well, it's not worth it. Mm -hmm. So then they either do something that negates the decision that they made Mm -hmm. or they settle. Yeah. That waiting period is a very dangerous time because you know God spoke to you, Mm -hmm. but yet you don't feel like he's coming through. Right. And if I could say anything to a young adult that maybe makes a decision, whether that's a relationship, Mm -hmm. they don't always, it's not always relationship, whether that's a job, Mm -hmm. whether that's a move, whether that's really, you can apply that to anything in your life. Mm -hmm. If God speaks to you. Yeah. There is a waiting period because mm-hmm. it's almost like he says, okay, you made the decision, but can you trust me that there is, a can reason? you trust me that, mm-hmm. you know, because I, mm-hmm. I did not understand it. Right. Yeah. I knew it was very different for me. Mm-hmm. I knew the decision I was going to make. So I made it. And then I knew what my life was going to look like afterwards. Yeah. I knew what my, my future was. Right. I knew. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. Not a, not that I wasn't okay with it. My heart was reeling. Mm-hmm. My heart was wrecked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I felt like, how is this even going to click for me? Yeah. How is any of this going to happen and work? Right. right. 
And for me, a lot of things changed when there was a, I was at a, I was at a camp meeting mm-hmm. and Brother Cody Marks was preaching. And even though I had made the decision that I knew God wanted me to make, I was still holding on to a lot of why did things happen the way they had to, to happen. Right, right. And so I had let go completely of the decision. Like, when I made my decision, I never went back. Mm-hmm. There was never a situation of, did I make the right decision? Yeah. I never even crossed my It never even crossed my mind to do anything to change the the decision that I had made. Yeah. But for me, the questioning came in of why did this even happen? Yeah. Because I was doing everything the right way. Right. Yeah. And I went about this whole process the right way. Right. So why? why? Why would I have to go through this? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you why today sitting yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. But I can tell you the lessons that I learned. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was in a conference and Cody Mark, Brother Cody Marks was preaching and he, I can't remember the title of his message now. And I've never heard him preach this message again. He, he probably has, but I haven't heard it. Yeah. And he brought out a, he was really preaching to preachers mm-hmm. and ministry and their families. Mm-hmm. And he said that, I can't remember the exact time period, but he said back in the, maybe it was the 1700s, 1600s, back when doctors didn't believe that they had to sterilize their tools. Yeah. Before they did, basically they would operate on one patient yeah. and then they wouldn't sterilize their tools before mm-hmm. they, so they Open were just basically spreading infection. Right. Mm-hmm. And they hated the doctor that came in and told them, Mm-hmm. You're killing people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There are people dying mm-hmm. in your hospitals because you're not cleaning your tools. You're right. just passing infection. Mm-hmm. And basically what he he applied that to was as ministers and ministers' wives and families, we are God's tool. Right. And so if we have infection in our heart or anything and then we're working on other people, mm-hmm. we're spreading infection. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's the night everything changed for me. Yeah. yeah. I just said, you know what? Regardless if I ever understand why this happened, mm-hmm. I'm done. something that needed yeah. cleansed. Yeah. And without going into the situation, I made a few phone calls. And I got everything on my side cleaned as, as well as I could. Yeah. I can't speak. Yeah. I can only be responsible for my actions. Mm-hmm. And that's the day everything changed for me because yeah. I made up my mind regardless of how a situation happened. I'm not responsible for anybody's actions but myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's really when my waiting period ended mm-hmm. yeah. is because I just made up my mind that regardless, I didn't have to understand right. to be right. Mm-hmm. Or to make my spirit right. Mm -hmm. And that's when everything kind of clicked into place for me. And that's when my heart kind of made the journey Mm -hmm. to my head decision. And now 
looking back, the only thing that I can say is there was obviously, well, number one, I think God wanted me to choose. Yeah. I know he wanted right. me to choose mm-hmm. because with the great revival and everything happening in our church, mm-hmm. the only way God could prove I was as invested as my family was, mm-hmm. was to put me in a situation where the only thing that was holding me back from literally my what I thought my life working out in the perfect way possible was one decision on choosing God said no. Yeah. And that's all he gave me. Yeah. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. It's not right. Yep. And I knew, I, I knew how, what 10 years would look like down the road for me, mm-hmm. but yeah. I did not know how I was going to get there. Yeah. Yeah. And number two, I feel like, the reason was is regardless of how anybody's actions may affect your life or decisions other people may make, and that may be family members, that may be people in ministry who hurt you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is what it, it is. It happens. It's taboo, yeah. but yeah, they're people. It is what it is. Yeah. And because and and let me say this: growing up in a minister's family. And this will probably only speak to ministries, wa- minist- ministers' wives who are listening to this, is just because somebody hurts you doesn't mean that person meant to hurt you, right? Or doesn't mean that that person is evil or mm-hmm. malicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're human, right? Right. You yeah, know, we are. And humanity is flawed. Mm-hmm. And there's probably, I hate to say this, but there's probably somewhere, somebody somewhere sitting. They're thinking, well, Savannah hurt me. Yeah. And I don't have a clue. Right. You have no idea you hurt them. Right. Yeah. And so if some if if someone has hurt you mm-hmm. and their ministry, ministry should be held to a higher standard. But yet, in a way, you need to think that they're just like you. Right. And very few times, in fact, I don't know of one time. Mm-hmm. That somebody's thought in their mind, I'm going to hurt their per- that right. person and I'm going to ruin their lives. Right. Right. And so if somebody in ministry has hurt you, number one, don't judge re- the rest of mini- the minister's circle or ministry by what they did. Right. Mm-hmm. And stop judging them by it. Right. Let it go. Yep. Yeah. You know why? Because you're going to need that mercy one day. Yep. Right. Anyway, there's my rant on that. Yeah. So, but, so in light in light of all that. If somebody asks you, well, but what does it mean to seek first the kingdom of God? What would you tell them? Making decisions that you know are that you know are right without understanding why. Because if you understand why, it negates the sacrifice. That's good. It's cut and dry, well, yeah, in my good. opinion. Yeah, that's, that's good. good. That's good. And that process. Yeah is not I remember when I talk about that night and that message that it changed it did because something changed in me mm-hmm. but I didn't that was like maybe that was months after mm-hmm. this wait this waiting period I mean that was in this waiting yep. period but it was months after a decision a big decision I had made and I didn't know that 
there were little things along the way. That was the last big mm-hmm. thing that got, but there, there was things that was happening during that yeah. entire waiting period that you can't see. You just live every day and you're like, well, you know, mm-hmm. it, you know, it should have been happened by now. Right. What's mm-hmm. this should have happened by now. But, right. And it's easy to <laughs> recognize that looking back, but mm-hmm. it's not very easy when, when you're, you're in, the mid- right. in the middle of it. Right. And I think because now if you and anybody who truly knows me, you two that have watched me for a while, mm-hmm. um, I couldn't have chosen a better way for my life to work out. Right. Right. In fact, I wouldn't have chosen it. Yeah. If you would have asked me um, five years ago, I would have been like, you're out of your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know what you're on, mm-hmm. but <laughs> it ain't Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and, but it, and I don't think many people saw the way my life worked out coming. Right. Until it was like right in front of them. Yeah. I didn't see it. Yeah. yeah. And, I think literally I was, I'm going to cry and I don't want to cry because uh, I ugly cry, which I guess this is good because you can't see me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's okay. But pause, I'm not doing a father-daughter song on my wedding because oh, I yeah. because I will look like a uh, dog drug me in oh. for my wedding pictures because I don't cry pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was sitting in the coffee shop vans the other day, Monday, Tuesday. I had to fill in and I was sitting there overcome with thankfulness because I truly did not choose this. Mm -hmm. I truly could not have seen it. Mm -hmm. I couldn't have seen how content, how happy and how in love I am. Right. I could not have seen that coming. Mm -hmm. But because I made the choice and I waited mm-hmm. and I trusted God and I let him do the things in me. Now, there's a still a lot of work to be done. Yeah. But I let him do the things in me that were hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, it hurt. Yeah. It was not a, it was not an easy process. Mm-hmm. I know that. I would not be as content as I am today had I just chosen the will of God, yeah, but not the perfect will of God. Yeah. Because this is what my dad explained to me. He said, I can't tell you no about this situation. Mm-hmm. Because the will of God mm-hmm. is that you're saved. Right, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you will be saved. Right. So I can't tell you no, mm-hmm. but I can tell you it's not the perfect will of God. Yeah. And for me, that decision was a relationship. Yeah. And when that relationship ended, my only thing that I could say was I love God more than I love you. Yeah. And so that's why I'm walking away. Mm -hmm. And I am so glad I made that decision. Yeah. Yeah. Not because anybody was a bad person or anything. It was just not. 
Right. It was not the perfect will of God. Right. And I think for a lot of people, especially young adults, especially mm-hmm. not even teenagers, mm-hmm. more yeah. 25 yes. through 30. Mm-hmm. Yes. When you finally meet somebody mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, this is perfect. Like we get along so well. Yeah. We could get married, blah, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you feel that hesitancy mm-hmm. or you have a man of God or mm-hmm. th- for me, there were like somewhere around nine dreams or prophecies I had. Yeah. People came to me. Um, Cause I'm hardheaded. Yeah. It should have only taken one time. <laughs> I'm like the time I, God, I don't know if three signs were enough. Can you please send me one more? Right. <laughs> it was like somewhere around yeah. nine because I, I'm yeah. in every good way. I'm yes. my dad's child. Yeah. But I'm also my dad's child. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, I'm hard-headed. But I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, for a lot of especially 29 through, well, 25 through 30-year-olds, once you meet somebody and you feel like it clicks, mm-hmm. and then there's that hesitancy, you want to hang on because you're like, is this going to come again? Right. And – that is a very, 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 very hard time for a lot, especially yeah. girls. Yeah. Not so much yeah. men. Mm-hmm. I'll be 28 when I get married. Yeah. And I am so glad. Mm-hmm. If you could, I would not go back and change one decision I made. Yeah. Yeah. I am so glad that I had people in my life that were honest with me and mm-hmm. told me the truth. Mm-hmm. And... I'm glad I listened. Yes. And I'm glad I waited and I didn't give up during the time period that I didn't understand why. Mm-hmm. And if you're a female out there, well, two things that are important to me to come across in this mm-hmm. is number one, if you're in ministry, to understand that before you talk to somebody else, you need to make sure you're clean as a tool. Yeah, that's good. And if ministries hurt you, mm-hmm. you're no better than the person that hurt you. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So forgiveness, if you want forgiveness from God, you better forgive them. Yeah. Because there there may be somebody somewhere out there that you've hurt them and you don't mm-hmm. know about it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they didn't do it maliciously. Right. Yeah. And then number two, that's kind of different than the topic that y'all had. No, it's good. No, you're good. It's good. And then to tell specifically young women who aren't married yet that are between the ages of 25 and 30, you don't have to settle. Right. right. Wait till it's perfect. Yes. Wait till everybody in your life knows it's perfect. There mm-hmm. is not a doubt in my mind that when I walked down that aisle that it was the absolute perfect will of God. And you, if you were to ask anybody in my life, they would agree. Yeah. yeah. And to have to be able to say that and to have that, and to have the knowing for yourself, but not only to have that knowing for yourself, but mm-hmm. to have that knowing for your pastor, your family, your friends, anybody who's in your circle. Yeah. You can't replace that. Yeah. Right. You know, one of my favorite, favorite things about my wedding is that in every single picture I have of us or my husband standing on the platform, your dad is grinning from ear to ear. Right. Yeah. And I wouldn't trade that for anything. No, because you'd know it if he was. Because yeah. I've been to weddings where he wasn't. Absolutely. And, you know, 
and that and that's no shade on anybody else I, I just right the pictures that i have of your dad literally smiling from ear to ear in every single one of my wedding photos that means so much to me right you know and so i can't i don't know i just no having that reassurance that peace peace you know because that is it's, it's such a big decision obviously you're getting married um but we do play so much like i have to get married now like right. I'm, I'm gonna be too old i'm gonna be that you're not like you can wait wait on god yes holly adcock and i were talking one time and this is very interesting to me mm -hmm. we were talking about this is before this is several years ago this is before i was thinking about getting married like seriously yeah and we were just talking about how sometimes it's like you think about it like it's scary yeah like you're turning your whole life over to somebody, to somebody. you're trusting someone else with your right. entire self like yeah. you don't know if they're mm -hmm. gonna go crazy right you don't know what they're gonna yeah. but you do mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know because in every we went down the line and we started talking about couples who got married mm -hmm. and one of the spouses did something crazy and yeah. now they're not together or the, that person is living in misery. Right. And every single time, mm -hmm. either their pastor or their parents threw up red flags. Didn't like it. Yep. And they didn't listen. Yep. That's what every time my my high schoolers ask me all the time. They're like, Sister Megan, how do you know if 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 you're in a wrong relationship? I said, your mom and daddy won't like it. Yep. Or your pastor. Yeah. I said somebody <laughs> that you consider a confidant in your life will be uncomfortable. I said, and you better listen every time. Yeah. Yeah. I said, if you have to hide that relationship from somebody, it's it's wrong. I promise you, and which this would not happen, but if my daddy came to me right now yeah. and said, I feel this, mm -hmm. I wouldn't get married. Right. I'm just going to tell right. you. Yeah. I got the dress. I got mm -hmm. the honeymoon book. I got everything. Yeah. I would yeah. not get married. Right. Because I'm just at the point in my life where I understand mm -hmm. most of the time God has to tell your parents or your pastor because you're so deep you can't, right. you you can't, can't hear it. it. Yeah, you're too close. And just not one when i tell you not one person mm -hmm. has a red flag about my marriage yeah you can't replace that right no you can't and again i'll be 28 when i get married mm -hmm. i'd wait until i was 40 yeah for that right. piece for that piece yeah yeah i promise you i know that's i know that's easy to say but i've been there yeah Mm -hmm. Every one of my friends are married. Yeah. I'm the oldest, Sarah. I'm the oldest <laughs> of our crew. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's like, I don't know what, five or six of us. Yeah. And every one of them have been married like three or at several least years. Three years. Yeah. Yeah. Several years. How long years. has Lauren been married? Three years? She got married in 20. Yeah. Almost. Um. Ooh, let me say something else. Yeah. My sister got married <laughs> right in this miserable yeah. waiting period for mm -hmm. me. 
And you know what? I never felt animosity. I never felt jealous of her. Yeah. That's awesome. That's amazing, actually. It hurt. I was hurt. Yeah. But I was there for her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember just being just as happy on her wedding day. Mm -hmm. Because just because her... Her future, her mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. person came along before mine right. does not mean right. that. And I think if you are in a waiting period mm-hmm. and you tend to be jealous yeah. of other people's success or yeah. other people's, then you're going to continue to stay in that waiting period right. until you can get content over yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's like people ask me, you know, I, I married my husband very young. We met at 17. We knew we wanted to get married. I, do I condone getting married that young? No. No. I mean, we, we waited till we were 20 at least. But, um, you know, there's a whole other message I could preach about knowing who the right one is but waiting. Right. Um, anyway, we were dumb and we did not <laughs> wait. Um, but people, you know, they ask me, um, well, how did – you know, why did God bring Brother Brister into your life when y'all were so young and some people have to wait till they're 31, 32? And I said, honestly, the only thing I can tell you is that wasn't my battle. That's right. that's not where I right. struggled. I didn't struggle with rela- relationships were never important to me. Right. Um, and I, I don't know if, if God just, I honestly, God brought Brother Brister into my life right when I needed him. There's so many things Um that I could unpack there, but, um, you know, as far as just relationship, relationships were not, were not important. I wasn't pining to get married right. or, or wondering where my husband was coming from. He just, God you just brought him to me. You didn't want that more no. than you wanted right. God. Exactly. That's really and what it comes down yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, I always, I'm just like, oh, that, was, that wasn't my battle. Um, you know, that, that may be someone else's and I can't tell you, I can't empathize because I didn't have to right. wait for that, there are things that I've had to wait for, and God has taught me how to wait in a different way. Right. Um, so if you if you are waiting on a relationship, the the way to get the relationship, just like you said, is is not to be mad at me because I didn't have to right. wait. And if that doesn't mean you're not going to feel pain. Right. I was feeling right. pain. Right. Right. Very deeply. Mm-hmm. I was miserable. Mm-hmm. Did y'all know I was miserable? No. I don't think, if you look back at the pictures, you look, yeah. I was miserable, mm-hmm. but not at my sister. Right. I was happy yeah. for her. Right. And I didn't ever want her to suffer because I was suffering. Right. Right. And I've watched so many girls be petty and catty mm-hmm. towards their friends or yeah. that are have what they feel like they don't have. Yeah. And that's just not the way. No, it's just not it's the not, way. It's not. Then you lose the relationship too. Right. You still don't have what you right. wanted. And and you don't have a friend either. I was say, and now you don't have your friends either. Right. Yeah. So just be patient. Yes. Trust the Lord because his ways are and I'm perfect. I'm not saying I've always been perfect, but. <laughs> right. We're not perfect, but his ways are perfect. Yes. And he knows. Just trust. Yes. Just trust. I had a I had a man of God tell me um, a while back. He looked at me and he said, 
um, he said, you know what, sis? He said, you need to, um, he said, you, you know what the word of God says. He said, and you need to stand on the word when the feelings don't make sense. And I was like, you know what? That's good. <laughs> because that just covers anything. It does. I was actually talking to Matt about that the other yeah. day because it's so funny. Sister Debbie gave tongues and interpretation mm-hmm. in a service in January of 2019. Mm-hmm. January 27th, this to be is, exact. This is the Sister Debbie I've referenced quite often, my, my Sunday school teacher. This yes. is the same Sister Debbie. Yes. <laughs> and she gave the tongue. and that, um, She gave the tongue, mm-hmm. and I'm, I was standing quite close to her in the altar. And so I just have my head down and, like, my head in my hands, and I'm just waiting for her to give the interpretation. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't. Mm-hmm. She turned. Mm-hmm. And she gave the interpretation to me in my ear. Oh, wow. It's never happened to me before or since. Yeah. And, well, I can read you the interpretation. One second. It goes along with what you're saying because yeah. she said, Thus saith the Lord, you are the firstborn and I have chosen you. Do not doubt it. I have called you and I will lift you up. Wait upon me and I will send you the one and you will know it. That was 127 of 19. Wow. Two years, three years later? Mm-hmm. Because I remember thinking, okay, well, it's coming, man. Yeah. It's you know? Been, it's been almost four years. Yeah, I guess yeah. it has been. hmm And I didn't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> I promise you. Yeah. <laughs> it has been a whirlwind Until <laughs> May of last year. Yeah. I didn't know anything. Yeah. And when I knew. Mm-hmm. I knew. Yeah. It was yeah. the weirdest. Yeah. Everything. I mean, every, my life was a whirlwind. Mm-hmm. I'm, it was like, I'm, I was like, am I ever going to be okay again? Yeah. Yeah. Like, am I ever going to be settled? Mm-hmm. I knew. Like yeah. I just knew. I, yeah. it, I just knew. And from that point on, I remember calling my dad and saying, well, I'm going to marry Matt and... I'm just going to marry him. I don't yeah. know how to tell you that yeah. other than like, it's just right. And I know it's right. Yeah. Well, they all knew it was right too. Yeah. yeah. But they were letting me come to the conclusion. Right. That That's a whole nother. <laughs> the lady who gave me the interpretation is now going to be my grandmother by marriage. Yes. She's Matt's grandmother. And if you would have told me January the 27th through the 19th that I was going to marry Matt, I'd have been like, no, that wasn't the one he was talking about because that's my, that's my best friend. And that ain't, there's never been a question. There's never even been a. My philosophy is marry your best friend. Right. I mean, that's just. I highly recommend. I do too. I I tell everybody, people's like, who do you marry? I'm like, marry your best friend. Yes. Who else would you want to spend the rest of your life? I said, that's what I do. Like I've done it multiple times. That's what I do. That's what I do. In her previous yes. life. Yeah. That's what I do. And it is. It's it's wonderful. And yeah. four yeah, I guess it's almost four years later. Yeah. So if you do like like what yeah. you said, if you do get a word. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's gonna be immediate. Right. But stand on it. Right. And the feelings don't make sense. Because I wish I would have. Yeah. I'd be in a lot less heartbreak today, had yeah. I. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I say that. But that taught you a lesson. It did. 
I believe God put yeah. me in a position. Yeah. Now I might have. Sometimes we make art. We, we make do. art. We do bed, and then God says, "Well, I'm gonna use this mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. a lesson." So whether that happened or whether God put me through it to make me choose, there was something in my life that was gonna have to make yeah. me choose. Yeah. If you didn't go through that lesson, then right. you would have went. You would have learned that lesson another Somewhere. way. Somewhere. Right. Yeah. That was good. Thank you, Savannah. You're welcome. For coming on the Messy Martha podcast. Um, In our very messy studio. In our very messy studio.